Well, greetings, all of our family and friends. We're so glad to welcome you to our broadcast today for our Freedom Global Prophetic Podcast. I'm your host, Apostle Nathaniel Leon, and I'm glad you're here. We're believing that God is going to minister to you in a mighty, mighty way. We've got a very special Freedom Global Prophetic Podcast. We're going to be talking today about raising the altar. Uh, we're in anticipation of a mighty move of God this weekend in the state of Florida. Florida in St. Augustine. So in just a moment, we're going to prepare in just a few minutes to uh, welcome some guests. But we're we're praying that God would minister mightily to you that are watching. So wherever you're joining from, I'm going to ask you to do that work of the evangelist and to share the broadcast and to like the broadcast. Let somebody know we're on. I'm going to do the same. I'm going to pray that this the grace of the Lord would rest upon every hearer today and that we would be transformed. So if you're coming in, let us know where you're joining in. I'm going to ask you to, again, do that evangelistical work. What is the work of the evangelist? That is to share the good news. So I can see uh, Juan Leon, so good to see you on the broadcast. Uh, thank you for being with us. Sister Melissa's there. Uh, blessing Sister Melissa. Welcome to the broadcast. Sister Rose Bonet, welcome to the broadcast. Uh, Barbara and uh, Rainia Rodriguez, welcome to the broadcast. Uh, as you're sharing, as you're liking the broadcast, I'm praying that God's impact of this word would go forward and that we would be strengthened. So again, we've got a very special broadcast. We're going to be talking today about raising the altar. This is week two. It's going to be an amazing time in the spirit. Bless you. Sister Joemma Flores, welcome to the broadcast. God bless you and your husband. We pray blessing over you and the ministry. Uh, Lofet, good to see you. Welcome. Brother Z, blessings to you as well. Our One of our brothers uh, from our our spirit-filled church family. We're glad you're with us. Brother Danny, the Lord bless you, man of God. So good to see you. Anna Rosa, Brother Anthony Young, thank you for being with us. I'm going to give you just a minute uh, to hit that share button, to hit that uh, like and follow button, maybe even that subscribe button. If you're watching us via YouTube, we pray that God's grace would minister to you in a mighty, mighty way, and that there would be an impact today on our broadcast, that hearts would be mended, that lives would be touched, and that uh, 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 bodies would be healed. He's a still a miracle working God. And we believe that, that there's no time or distance in the spirit, that the same God that is here is, is there. And the same miracle working power that is flowing even in the studio here today is going to begin to minister to you wherever you are and whatever you're doing. So it's so good to see you. Uh, we're glad all of you are joining us uh, from different nations of the world. I can see uh, Pastor Wilmer Grove. Uh, God bless you, Pastor, all the way from South Africa, Pretoria. Uh, glad you're joining us. We're praying the grace of the Lord over you, over your family, over the ministry. Please send our love to, to all the family, all the ministry team. So we're going to get ready in just a minute to start with a word of prayer. I'm going to begin to uh, share the word of the Lord and believe that God is going to minister. I see Sister Nadine Pretoria. So good to see you, woman of God, a mighty worshiper from uh, the nation of South Africa, part of the Firebreed, uh, the Firebreed family and a part of our kingdom fellowship and relationships. So we pray for you, Sister Nadine, and your husband, uh, Livingston, and your daughter. The Lord bless you, Sister Lisa. Thank you for joining. So we're glad you're with us. Uh, all of you that are joining in one more time before we get started, please share the broadcast. If you would uh, uh, hit that like button, follow, hit that subscribe, uh, share, 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 tag some people. 
that the grace of the Lord would release an impact today and that there would be a change in the spirit. As you're doing that, we're praying that God would release a mighty impact and that we would hear from him in a great, great way today. So we're going to get right to the word of the Lord. I'm going to ask you to, we're going to begin with a word of prayer. And as uh, our, uh, our, our friends and our guests are getting ready uh, to join us in just a moment, we're going to have joining us in just a few minutes is uh, Pastor Juan and Michelle. They are the senior overseers of Freedom South Campus. They're going to be our co-hosts this weekend uh, for the Raising the Altar, St. Augustine, Florida. So I'm going to ask you to uh, celebrate the Lord Jesus as we're getting ready to bring them in in just one minute or less. I'm going to ask you to prepare yourself. We, I, we believe God is going to speak tremendously. We're going to be sharing the word of the Lord. You're going to hear some uh, some wisdom that's coming from the from the, the mouth of God's men and women, and it's going to be very, very mighty. So if you would help me welcome our good friends, our family. We've known them for quite a few years, uh, Pastor Michelle and Pastor Juan. The Lord bless you. Welcome to our Freedom Global Podcast. We can see you now, and I pray we can hear you. Well, I'm sure that the microphone's on. How are you both doing? We are doing great. Thank you, Apostle. It's a blessing to be with you all and we're just excited for this weekend. There's no other way to say it. We are expecting the Lord is going to move mighty Amen. and we will see his glory. Amen. Amen. We thank Amen. you, Apostle Nathaniel, for um, for having us today. We are honored to be here. And yeah, we're excited, as my wife said. Yes. Amen. Amen. So one more time, they're the senior overseers of Freedom South Campus, a mighty work of the Lord in St. Augustine, Florida. And those that do not know, normally we'll share this flyer at the end, but they're going to do that now. They're going to put that flyer this weekend. We will be raising the altar in St. Augustine, Florida, Friday night, uh, uh, Saturday morning, Saturday night, and Sunday afternoon, May 19th through the 21st. So anywhere, if you're anywhere within driving distance, some may even need to fly in. I'm going to ask you to join us. It's going to be a powerful time of worship anointed glory and fire the weight of god is going to meet us at the altar we were very blessed to be with them last year and help raise the altar there and we know that they are fire starters uh, uh pastor michelle is a prophetess in her own regard pastor one is a, an amazing teacher and uh, a lover of the lord and we're going to see a mighty move and they've got a tremendous worship team that is going to take us deeper in the spirit but we're going to start with just a word of prayer so i'm going to pray us in and then we're going to be talking about the raising of the altar and that what we can expect this weekend the impact in our generation on altar makes and the difference between altars and platforms in our generations they've traded altars for platforms and platforms has become a place where people show their gift and there's nothing wrong with the gift they show their talents uh, but i believe that we must forsake the the platform and go back to the altar if we get to a place of encounter with God, we believe the fire of God will come in a mighty way. So let's start with a word of prayer and let's enjoy this time together. Heavenly Father, I thank you for the presence of God that is on this line. I thank you for the grace of the Lord that as we're coming together, as the power and presence of the Lord is ministering supernaturally, speak through my voice, speak through the voice and the mouth of your pastors here today, that as we minister to your people, 
I pray miracles. I pray signs. I pray wonders. I pray an open heaven over uh, the St. Augustine region, the Florida region, the Southern California region, but all over each one listening under the sound of my voice. I lift up now South Africa. I lift up London. I lift up India. I lift up Atlanta. All those joining in from around the nations of the world. I pray an encounter with God, not wait to the, this weekend, but let it start now. Let miracles break out now. Let healing come now. Let the fire of your spirit minister to us that we would see grace and power as never before. I ask this now in Jesus' mighty name. And we all say amen and amen. Yes. Amen. So good to see you, Brother Jesus is on. Uh, shalom to you. Uh, we're going to see you this weekend, Lord willing. Sister Carolyn, welcome. Uh, it's a, it's an awesome time. I can't wait to see our Freedom South family. And I'm sure we'll see some of our Freedom uh, North family. They'll be joining us. I believe it. It's going to be an amazing time. But I'm going to start with one or two verses. And then you're going to hear myself and pastors go back and forth on these topics. We're talking today. The title of the, of the podcast is Freedom Global prophetic podcast, meaning we believe that there's a worldwide move of the glory of the Lord that is going to bring freedom to our generation. It is one of our jobs to believe that the power and presence of the Lord is not just for services. It's not just for uh, religious rituals. It's to bring freedom to our generation. I'm going to read just two verses and I'm going to share some words and then you're going to hear from pastors. We're going to go back and forth and just share the word of the Lord. Our key verse for the, uh, for the podcast is found from Romans 8.21. Romans 8.21 says, Because the creature itself shall be delivered, or creation shall be delivered from the bondage of corruption into the glorious liberty of the children of God. And this is one of the promises that creation and everything in it is going to be delivered, that the earth is going to see a move of God, that the bondage of corruption, the bondage and the slavery spirit that wants to, to tie us and to restrain us and to bring uh, one thing according to John 10 verse 10 says that the thief comes to steal yeah. and to kill and to destroy. One of his assignment is to take what's not his. His job is to, 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 to squeeze the life out of the people of God. But the scripture says Jesus came that we would have life and that have life abundantly. Yeah. So we are now the Jesus carriers. Pastor Juan and Michelle are carrying Jesus in Florida, in their trips to, to, to Africa, in their ministry movement as they're moving. We're carrying the Lord. You're carrying Jesus while you're watching. And one of our jobs is to stand to believe that the glorious liberty will will contend with a spirit of bondage and corruption. And our main, one of our main verses we use is found in 1 Kings chapter 18 and verse number uh, number 30. And that word bondage is, of course, the word slavery, and the word corruption is polluted power. And we find it now all over the nations of the world, corruption in high places. We say, well, what can we do? Well, how can we change it? We, we pick up in 1 Kings 18.30, and in this place, uh, the, prophets, uh, uh, the prophets of Baal are running rampant. In this uh, instance, there's been no rain in the time of Israel for three and a half years. There's a famine in the land. The Bible says Jezebel has elevated herself. Baal, the altars of Baal have been erected and lifted, and now the church is is, is in in a backslidden slate, in, in in a backslidden slate. And Elijah stands up and makes a determination to build an altar. You say, well, what good is one altar? What good is one a time of fasting and prayer? What good is is crying out to the Lord? One of the beautiful things about an altar, when an altar is erected for the Lord, 
God will send the fire of his presence and the nation will return back to the Lord. I'm going to say that again. When the altar is erected and there's a place of sacrifice and that word pastors uh, sacrifice or altar means sacrifice. It means slaughter. When we give something of value on an altar to the Lord, we gain God's attention. And the Bible says the fire of God fell and the nation turned back to the Lord. The, 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 the prophets of Baal were slain and the altars of Baal were torn down and the nation turned back to Jesus and that's or back to Jehovah. And that's what we're believing. We're believing that going city by city, this is our second year going into our second year of going city by city nation. We've, we've had altars in London last year. We're going to have one this year in, in, in South Africa, state to state, region to region, country to country. And we believe as we raise up an altar, through fasting and prayer, we can change the course of the nation and change the course of the world. What have you been seeing, pastors, in your region? What are we contending for? And what do we believe an altar can do in our region, pastors? So we know that the altar in the Hebrew word means a place of surrender, mm. a place where we can actually come and surrender all who we are. So we have been seeing a move of God in our region as people come and surrender all, you know, anxiety problems i mean mm. just depression and they leave it at the altar and this yeah. has become a place where they actually see the glory of god because it is the only place that you can see his glory as yeah. we surrender ourselves to him there is no other way i don't mm. understand I mean, people think that they can surrender things to their pastors to yeah. their evangelists whatever no it is not the way it works mm. it is a place mm. of surrendering who we are Come at on. the altar, at his feet, and leaving it there, and then seeing the glory of God manifest. On, and I'm telling you, we have been seeing it, we have been teaching it, and this is all we want to see. We want to see his glory. It has to be all about him. Come on. It's not about us. We are just his vessels, on, but Pastor. it has to be all about who we serve and the God that is uh, that is the that makes the, the impossible possible. Amen. Beautiful. You know, uh, you mentioned that word surrender. Um, mm -hmm. It means to to lay it down to, you know, people ask, why do why do believers when they worship lift their hands? Uh, right. One of those signs is a sign of surrenderance to the Lord to say, not my will, your will. Yes. Uh, we, we've done all we can. Uh, Paul puts it this way. Uh, I, I'm now apprehending that for which I've been apprehended. And that word apprehend means to take by force. And yes. I believe some of us uh, came to an altar. And some of us, God had to take us by force. We had praying grandmamas. We had praying mamas. And we uh, I know you've got, you've got testimony. I've got a testimony. Pastors of where God brought us from. That we shouldn't be here. We should be. Some of us should be in jail. Some of us should be under the jail. Some of us should be six feet under. But God was rich in mercy. And we are looking to apprehend. And one of the things that, that when you're surrounded uh, and they're coming to take you, they say, put your hands up. And when you put your hands up, it's a sign of surrenderance. I want to tell you, uh, uh, we've been uh, blessed to be at Freedom South uh, a number of times. And the, the power of the worship, the environment wow. of Freedom South, it's something unusual. It's something supernatural. Uh, oh, we believe wow. that every altar uh, requires three things. Number one, prayer, uh, fasting. Uh, and the word, but there's a there's a there is a an, an added component of worship that ignites something, and yeah. we're going to see that this weekend. We're going to mm -hmm. worship the Lord with all of our heart. We're going to run. We're going to shout. It's going to be a move of God. But that word surrender means yielding yourself something, yeah. laying something on an altar, and this is the beauty of Abraham laying his son on the altar. 
God never wanted his son. God wanted not to take a son to Abraham, but to give Abraham a nation. God didn't want to take from him his inheritance, but God could only bless what we give back to him. God can only multiply what we lay on that altar. And uh, we're excited about that. And we believe that there's been a momentum and we've been watching what God is doing in uh, St. Augustine. There's a move of God happening here in, in Southern California, in Riverside. Uh, Pastor One, what, what, have, what have you been seeing as you've been making that decision to, to lay on the altar more and more? What, what, what have you been seeing? What have you been sensing? What do you believe God's doing now? Well, you know, Apostle Leon, we're, we're in a season right now where, you know, the Lord has really been preparing our South Campus for a, for a mighty move of his spirit. Mm. You know, we're reminded in 1 Peter 2, 9 that we are a chosen generation, yes. a royal priesthood, a holy nation. And when you when you read that, you know, mm. a holy nation, you know, God wants us to be holy. It is yes. written in 1 Peter 1, 16, where it is written, be holy for I am holy. holy. And so, you know, we go into other scriptures like Ephesians 5, 27, and when we read those scriptures, we know when he comes back, he's going to come back for a perfect bride, a blameless bride. And so how do we prepare, you know, the church for his coming? Mm. So one of, the, one of the key things that we've spoken about is how do we prepare, you know, those that are coming into South Campus yeah. you know, in, in, in a level of intimacy with the Lord to, to, to know him in that secret place, to build that altar in that secret place so that they know you know, the Lord Almighty, so that they can hear and not only hear, but see, you know, what he is showing them in this generation today. Beautiful, beautiful. You, you mentioned uh, holiness, and that seems like a word, pastors, that is out of style uh, yeah. in the new church, unfortunately. And I don't believe that. I believe holiness never goes out of style. And we think holiness as, uh, in our mind, old-fashioned, um, irrelevant, um, um, you know, uh, stuck in a previous generation, but one word for holiness mm. is the word, uh, one, uh, yeah. the Hebrew word for holy can be translated as one. So the Bible says that we're to be holy as he is holy. So I believe God not only uh, desires us to do well and to, to be, to behave well, but we think holiness means behavior before it's being. Now, I believe it's got to get in your actions. Let me make it clear. I don't believe in sloppy agape. I believe in living separate. I believe in consecration. I believe in covenant. I believe in walking pure before the Lord. That's my, my testimony. And I'm yes. pushing further to do the same. But holiness is not first behavior. It's being. It's getting on the inside of you and becoming one with God. And when you become one with God, I, I remember God said this to me years ago, Pastor. The only way to be holy is to get around the Holy One. See, I can wow. discipline myself. Wow. And God gave me a picture of, um, of, uh, of the Taliban. He gave me a picture of those coverings that they make the women wear where they're completely covered and you can only see their eyes. Yeah. And, they, and they don't even show a foot. And yeah. the Lord said, that's not holiness. That's yeah. not holiness. What that is, is, is fear. What that mm -hmm. is, is intimidation. He said, yeah. holiness can only come by being around the Holy One, by being in that, as you mentioned, Pastor, the secret place. And yes. nothing in the kingdom works uh, effectively without being in the secret place. We can use gifts. We can use talents. We can use uh, uh, 
uh, gimmicks, all these things can work. And we've seen that around. But once you've been in the secret place, once you make that secret place, according to Psalms 91, when you dwell in the secret place, yeah. there's something that comes on you, pastors. There's something that hits your life and people can see that man has been with Jesus. You see, there yeah. was a story when Jesus was at the cross and the Bible says that Peter uh, was watching the Lord and that God had prophesied that Peter would deny him three times before the, the rooster crowed. And the Bible says that Peter was watching and they said, Peter, uh, you're one of those disciples. You've been with Jesus. And he said, no, I don't know the man. It's not me. Second time they came again and said, no, 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 no. I can tell you've been with the Lord. You're one of his disciples. You're his following. Number two, he denies them again. The third time the Bible says pastors, he says, uh, you, they've been, you've been with Jesus. And he begins to curse to try and throw the sin off. You know how sometimes in the world or sometimes in, in, in our immaturity, we're going back and forth. So he tries to curse to try to throw the sin off. And the, 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 I, what I saw, the Lord said, when you've really been with Jesus, you can't get him off you. When you've really been with the Lord, it says that they could tell in the book of Acts that they had been with the Lord. And right. that secret place encounters pastors, those secret place moments with the Lord, building number one, the private altar. Yes. There are three aspects of the altar the church must move into master in or into excellence and to become expert at building, number one, our private altar. That's our secret yes. place. That's mm -hmm. me and you, me me and the Lord, and the Lord and me. That's It's yes. not me and you. It's not anyone else. It's a private altar between me and God. Number yes. two, our family altar. We build an altar between me and my wife, me and my children. We build something in our home. Now, I go to church quite a bit. Uh, we're in church uh at least two to three times a week, maybe four, but that's not a family altar. That's a corporate altar. Mm -hmm. So I've got to build something one, at least one to two nights a week where I sit my children down, we turn off the television, we turn off the Xbox, we turn off the social media and we put worship on and we lift our hands in our living room and we, we confess that Jesus is Lord. I tell them, uh, 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 what are you thankful about? Tell me what you're thankful for. Tell me what you're praying for. And we go around the room and we give testimony. I have them lead a song and I have them worship the Lord. And we share, we lay hands in our living room. Yes. It's called yeah. the family altar. Number three is the corporate altar. And yeah. each altar has an effectiveness and a, a region of influence. The private altar keeps me whole, keeps me alive. Mm -hmm. My personal time with the Lord, my family altar keeps the people around me closest to me whole and protected. But the corporate altar affects the nation. It affects my city. It affects mm -hmm. my territory. Because when an altar is erected, when something's lifted before the Lord, it gives uh, the spirit of the Lord license to come in and to move and to heal. So it's a wonderful concept concept that only holiness and only power comes from the secret place. That, that scripture is Psalms 91 verse 1. He that dwells in the secret place abides in the shadow of the almighty God. He is yes. the all-powerful yes. God. Uh, Pastor Michelle, what has God been speaking to you concerning that secret place, concerning the next uh, move for our generation? What, what's happening? What are you hearing? Well, I believe that as we lay things down at the altar, you know, the altar of Jesus Christ is an mm -hmm. altar that is unbreakable. Come on. You cannot break it. Okay. And I believe as we lay ourselves and as we move forward in the callings and the things of uh, just God revealing himself to us, bringing revelation as we open the word of God, as we go and seek his yeah. face, you know, in a time of intimacy with him, I believe that our mm. hearts begin to change. 
That's our right. hearts actually begin to be open for what's going on in the world. Come Even on. though we don't like it, guess what? We know that it is an unbreakable thing when we lay Come it on. down in, in the in the hands of Jesus and we see his glory manifest. Come I on. believe that this generation is looking for something so mm. supernatural. I mm. believe this generation is looking to really see, you know, mm. in the times that we end, you know, they're not dumb. Okay. They see yeah. real. They can, they can, they can smell realness right oh. right right when you show them so as we show them who god is how real yeah. he is how he manifests in our life how we come to be who we are you know they begin to see that and there's a hunger that begins to to rise up inside of them there's a faith you know and this is where this generation begins to speak to each other begins to walk in the will of god begins to declare things as they are because they are in the word of god and they are in prayer those two things go together. I always tell my people, those two things cannot be separated. The word and prayer, okay? Those things come together. So I believe that this generation is waiting for a move. And this is what we have been praying for. We are ready to see a move of God. We have seen that in very different places, just a glimpse. But yeah. I believe the move of God is about to explode all over the nation. Mm-hmm. And we're going to see it because we are right, we right where we're supposed to be up, Apostle, you know. We want to see the revival. We want to see the fire of God take over, you know what I mean, and change lives. We want to see salvation, healing, miracles. But most of us, we want to see his face. Come on. It's about him. We just want to see we just want to see him. So that's where we at. And, and I believe there is a hunger in America, not only in America, in UK. I believe there's yeah. a hunger going around the nation for mm-hmm. more of who he is, Apostle. Amen. Beautiful. You know, you mentioned number one, I heard the thing you said is revelation. And one of the things an altar does when you light a fire, you can see it, it brings illumination. If it's dark, when a fire is lit, you can see you can actually gain vision. I want to encourage you that private altar with the Lord, those times with Jesus, it's about a, 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 an answer coming. One of the, one of the scriptures, uh, according to uh, Hosea chapter four, verse number six says that my people are destroyed for a lack of knowledge. It's not because of the devil, not because of the enemy, not because of uh, what's happening in the world, a lack of understanding and all are getting, get understanding. So I believe that as we build that private altar, that family altar, that corporate altar answers come for our city. Answers come for our nation. Answers come for our family, for our education system. The world is is in darkness, and the darkness is getting darker. Isaiah 60, verse 1 says, Arise and shine, for thy light is come, and the glory of the Lord is risen upon us. That darkness will cover the earth, and great darkness the people, but his light will be seen upon us. Kings will come to the brightness of our rising, and nations as we're elevated. God said, I want to send my fire. Though the darkness is getting darker, I want to send glory. I want to send revival. You mentioned also that this generation wants the authentic. They want genuine, you know, online and uh, the, the, the media and the, and the things that, uh, that actually begin to, that, that begin to uh, uh, take off and what begins to go viral. And people, they, they want something authentic. And a lot of times, some of these videos, they'll set set the video up, and they'll they'll make a, a, a manufacture something to look like it's real, but it's not really real. And people can smell when it's not real. But an authentic encounter, an authentic experience, is what people are looking for. 
I want to encourage you listening, pastors, leaders, like the, these pastors in uh, Freedom South, like these pastors in St. Augustine, to build an authentic encounter with the Lord. If we do this in private, he promises to honor us publicly. And so much of our looking for public affirmation, public blessing, public doors, all these things. But here's the scriptures, Pastor. The Bible says, if we seek the honor of men, we forsake the honor of God. So we first must be uh, pursuers of the honor of God, then the honor of men comes. Yeah. And this is the right perspective. So that authentic, uh, genuine experience. And the last thing I heard you say, the generation that's looking for the face of God. We're looking for the face. We, we want to see his face. Uh, yeah. James 1 says that uh, everyone that beholds, uh, that is a hearer and not a doer of the word, is like a man looking at his natural face in a yeah. mirror, then he yeah. goes away and forgets what he looks like. Mm -hmm. And then the Bible says, so is every man that doesn't remain in the law of liberty. So the Bible is a mirror. It's a reflection. Mm -hmm. And when we're reading the word, we're not reading about Paul. We're not reading about Daniel. We're not reading about Joseph. We're not reading about Esther. We're not reading about Peter. We're reading about Jesus who is now in us. So we're actually reading about us. We're reading about us on the water. That's why we can preach about G uh, Peter walking on the water and we can feel like we're on the water. That's why we can preach about Daniel in a lion's den and we feel like we're in a lion's den. That's why we can preach because all the scripture is about Jesus and Jesus now lives in us. And yeah. so when we read the scripture, we're looking at a mirror. We're seeing the face of God in our face so that we decrease, that he can increase. And every yeah. time you look at the word, you look at the presence of God, you get a greater glimpse of who he is. Here's what 1 John chapter 3, verse 2 says. It says, Beloved, we are now the sons of God, and it's not clear what we shall be. But we know when we see him, we will be like him. And yeah. the more we see him, the more like him we become. And this is what we're, the whole goal of the altar, the whole goal of church should be to see Jesus. It should be to touch Jesus. It should be to encounter Jesus. And the more we see him, the more we reflect him. You see, we are not the sun, S-U-N, we are the moon. We are not the sun. Jesus is the sun, we're the moon. Now the moon has no light in and of itself. The moon is just a reflector. The moon is just a mirror. And the job of the moon is to get in position to the sun and reflect that light to the world. That's our job. We don't have power of ourselves. You said it earlier, we're just vessels. But if we can get in the right position to Jesus, if we can get close enough, that glory will hit us and it will touch the world. I remember uh, praying and uh, the, the, uh, the, the scripture tells us that the glory of the Lord will cover the earth the way the waters cover the sea. And, and the sea has something called waves. That makes it different than an ocean or a creek. And a wave is something that comes with a momentum, then it retracts and comes and it retracts. And the Lord said, my glory comes in waves. And he said, get ready. A tidal wave is coming as you've never seen before. I said, Lord, we want to see that tidal wave. And he said, one of the things that affects the tidal wave, it's not the sun, it's the lunar pool of the moon. He said, you're the moon. Get in position, reflect me, see my face and shine. And that that moon will, will create a pool of that tidal wave of glory. And we'll see a change, leaders. We'll see it happen in Florida. 
we'll see yeah. revival break out and people are hungry they're, they're willing to jump on planes we saw it in asbury people will jump on planes and trains they'll get on a horse they'll ride a donkey they'll do whatever they gotta do when authentic revival breaks out and i believe that's what we're called to do what what has god been speaking to you about that pastor one about revival about this next move of god for this generation well, Apostle, you know, one of the one of the key things that um, I believe we need to um, embrace is unity. You know, he, he looks down on a church and he looks yeah. for unity within mm. the body. You know, we need to be in one accord as as uh, Acts 2 1 says, you know, they were in one accord, one accord. You know, and um, and that is so important in the body necessarily with with us, you know, not only encouraging one, one another, but believing in one another, empowering one another. Um, you have so much division right now in the body that um, is, is, is grieving to the Holy Spirit. And, you know, one of the key things you said earlier, Apostle, was, you know, not only yielding to the Holy Spirit, but understanding, you know, how not to grieve the Holy Spirit, how not to yeah. quench the Holy Spirit. Mm -hmm. So we can come to a place in unity, in one accord, and experience revival in yeah. new levels that ha hasn't been experienced before you know we've read about revivals in the past and yeah. and and we know we're at a time where where there's there's a big revival that's 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 come gonna on. that's gonna come forth yeah. and we're believing it and and yeah. we're just in position right now to to experience you know that beautiful revival that's waiting to happen and um and so we've uh we've come to a position necessarily a season um, where we understand that prayer is is also another key thing that we need to be embracing. Come on. You know, we read scripture like Matthew 26, 41. Jesus says, mm. you know, be watchful and pray that you don't fall into temptation. Come on, Pastor. You know, it, it says the flesh is weak, but the, the spirit is willing. Mm. You know, you read scripture like 1 Thessalonians 5, 16, 17. It says rejoice every day and pray without ceasing you know there needs to come a, a, a time in in our lives you know where we bury our faces in that secret yes. place come on. and just pray not only just pray for one hour but pray for multiple come hours on. you know uh, a, a, a day or, or two ago i just remember the spirit woke me up you know uh, around a time that i've been seeing necessarily and when i walk out there i see this time and i'm like it's time to pray you know, it was, it was 2.53 in the morning. And I, what I did is I just went into yeah. that place and mm -hmm. I prayed in a spiritual language for three yeah. hours. And, you know, I could have gone another three hours if possible, but obviously, wow. you know, I had to get, I had to get ready and go to work. Yeah. But it was just beautiful to experience, you know, the power and the anointing, that unction that we carry, that mm -hmm. first John 227 tells us we carry, Come on. you know, and, and not only feel that presence, but feel the love, you know, that the, the, the embrace love that, that Jesus has for us and, mm -hmm. and know that he's, he's doing something in the invisible not not necessarily we we, we we always see things in the physical when we're praying but believe me that there are things happening in the invisible there are things shifting in the atmosphere and we're going to see a lot of these things materialize on earth as we believe you know in in, in that spiritual language that we all carry yes. you know it says you know pray in that in, in the spirit walk in yes. the spirit always yes. You know, the, 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 the ability to pray in the spirit is to build up our innermost faith. That's yeah. right. You know, when we do that, we please God. Mm. You know, the Hebrews, Hebrews 11, 6 says it's impossible to please God without faith. Mm -hmm. Come on. You know, James 2.20 says faith without works is dead. Yeah. That's right. And so we need to execute this faith because it's a prerequisite mm -hmm. of righteousness. 
You know, we read Matthew 6, 33. Jesus says, seek first the kingdom of God and all his righteousness and everything will be added unto you. Yeah. And we need to understand that prayer, faith, they are all vital things, Come you on. know, in the path of righteousness that he desires from each and one of us. Amen. Amen. What a confirmation, you know, that unity uh, mentioned earlier. Acts chapter 2 speaks that they were in one accord in one place and they were closed in an upper room in prayer. They were waiting on the outpouring of the Holy Ghost in the evidence of tongues. And, you know, God said this to me. God doesn't spawn. He responds everywhere in the Bible. You see. And I said, Lord, what is is spawned a word? And I looked it up and it's a word. It means move. It means act. So God doesn't spawn. He responds in the in the book of Acts. They're praying in an upper room. And then God hears that prayer and responds. If my people, which are called by my name, humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways. Then I hear from heaven, uh, uh, forgive their sin, heal the land. God is a responder. And then when we strike the ground and we lift up an altar, the Bible says in the book of uh, in the book of Genesis and in John, John chapter one, verse 51, that angels first ascend, then they descend. You got to send something up. So something comes back down. You've got to strike the ground and say, where is the God of Elijah? And when we go to God in number one unity, they had to get together in one accord. And a chronicle says they were one sound in praising yeah. the Lord. And it's hard to do. It's impossible for you and I to see everything the same until we see through the eyes of Jesus. Mm-hmm. So you've got a way of seeing. Uh, pastors, I've got a way of seeing. The church down the street has a way of seeing things in our own view. But when we see things the way Jesus sees it, we can become one. And there's a scripture that John speaks about. John, I believe, uh, the gospel of John, it says that God would loose the glory of the Lord, that we would be one as they are one. And one of the, I believe this next move of the glory of the Lord, the first wave will be a unifying glory, a glory that unifies, yes. a glory that breaks down divisions and, and walls of separation and prejudice and, and racism and, and uh, ageism and, and cultural divisions among us. And there will be one people who've been unified by the power and the banner of the glory of the Lord, that God would make us one to make us, and that word again, holy is one. So once we're one with Jesus, it's easy to be one with my brother. If we're divided with Christ, we're going to be divided with one another. And this is the power of the grace of the Lord. You spoke about that, but then you mentioned praying without ceasing, being men and women of perpetual prayer. The Bible says pray without ceasing. Men should always pray and faint not. What is prayer? Prayer is the charging of your spirit. You mentioned about tongues. The Bible says that when we speak in tongues, we edify ourselves. We don't speak to man. We speak to God directly and we speak mysteries. Corinthians says tongues is a mystery being revealed. So imagine if you've ever had your phone and you've ever had your phone on. uh, I've got got the the broadcast here, but you've ever had your phone on low battery and you're down Mm -hmm. to 30 percent. Then you get down to 15 percent. And once you hit 20 and then you get to that 15 percent, the battery turns red. And it keeps it it stays red now. It's letting you know you haven't charged me in a while. Stop what you're doing. You get down to nine percent. You got a little bit of time, but once you get to five percent, it now the 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 light dims, and you're now in critical a state of critical uh, critical loss where none of the functions are going to work. You won't be able to check your email. Won't be able to get a phone. You'll be cut off. And you get to that one and two percent before you know it. If we've not charged ourselves enough, we run out of juice, and we 
forsake the race that is put before us? And how do we stay charged? What do men of wisdom and women of valor like yourselves understand? The only strength we have is in Jesus. And it's in praying and speaking and decreeing. So when I'm speaking in tongues, I'm building myself up in the inner man. In the inner woman, it actually what word also deals with it heals itself. The body can heal itself. If you've ever cut your hand and you put a bandaid on it, you put that that. Uh, I remember if you remember back in the day, we would cut our arm, and uh, I don't know about now, but most of the kids stay inside and they don't ride bicycles. They play an app on bicycles and they don't they don't skateboard that much some do but most are now a video gamers a lot of this generation but we used to go outside and we would cut our knee and we would tear our jeans and we would come back with a bloody elbow and a bloody knee and mama would grab that red that black bottle and she put that black bottle that would burn on you whatever that alcohol was and it would it would it would disinfect the wound and then it would heal itself you put a cover on it once you clean it and you would heal after a week two weeks three weeks that it would heal itself i want to decree in the name of jesus when you pray when you speak in tongues you're healing yourself you're delivering yourself you're reviving yourself you're charging yourself you may feel like you're on three percent you're critical you're low on energy but strengthen yourself david encouraged himself in the lord how did he do it he put the ephod on in, in, in the book of Samuel speaks of a time where David is out fighting the war and he's out with his mighty men. He comes home, his city's on fire, his goods have been taken, his wives are gone, his children are gone, his mighty men have lost their family. They cry, pastors, until there's no more strength to cry. They weep till there's no more tears. Now, they go from mourning into bitterness of soul, which now gives them delusion. Now the Bible says they begin to speak of stoning David. So when you go from grieving to the bitterness of soul, you now lose sense of where you are, where you're going. You lose sense of your loyalty, your assignment. And now bitterness of soul is getting them in rebellion. They're getting ready to stone David. These men that were willing to die for a cup of water for David and fight for water are now talking about killing their leader. They're getting get, getting ready to get into rebellion. And the Bible says David doesn't, doesn't call his other elders. He, the Bible says he encourages himself in the Lord. He puts on the ephod and he goes into the presence of the Lord and says, shall I pursue this troop? And the Lord says, surely you will pursue and recover all. And everything came back to David. But sometimes we've got to go into that prayer closet, pastors, like you mentioned, and speak in tongues for two hours. And you don't know what to do. I don't know. Let me just speak in tongues for 30, 40 minutes, an hour. You say, I can't pray in tongues for no three hours like Pastor Juan. I don't have that. Well, then start with 30 minutes. I can't pray for 30 minutes. Start with 15 minutes. I can't start where you are, but then build up. It's like going to the gym. Yeah. Into the gym, you can't start with 500 pounds. You can't start with 300 pounds. You got to start with 50 or 40, but you keep pushing. And every week, you add a little bit more. And before long, you got power in you didn't know you had. I want to agree with you, pastors, that 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 word about prayer, that word about unity is what's needed to see the glory. And when the church gets unified, and the church comes into agreement, there's a move of God that comes in the earth. And that time is moving fast. I'm, I'm going to have you share some more thoughts, some more ideas. What can we expect this weekend? Uh, I can't wait to be with you all this weekend. It's going to be a mighty move of God at raising the altar. What else is God saying to you, pastors, before we get ready to close? Well, I believe that um, God has been speaking um, to me to tell his people. Uh, whenever God reveals himself to you, you are men to raise an altar to, to him. Come on. 
Wow. You are meant to raise an altar to him. Whenever God speaks to you and in the dreams or otherwise presenting gifts or blessing or favor, right? You need to secure those blessings by going straight to your established altar or raising an altar there and spot on the spot, you know, sealing the revelation that God is about to give you, you know, because I believe that that is the only way that we are to, 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 to receive more of him. You know, you give it to him, you give it to him and you say, okay, God, I take what you had given me and I place it back in the altar to you, you know, in fullness, not holding just some back, but in fullness, you know, I want take it all God, but bless me while you at it, because I know that I going to see it. I know that it's going to rise up in me, but we are to give back to him. You know, we are to give back to him. So I just got that word, you know, um, and a lot of times we see why did God, you know, tell Moses to raise the altar, right? To build an altar right. in order that they will have centerpiece for their worship and activities. The mm -hmm. Lord instructed Moses to build a tabernacle, right? The tabernacle was a forerunner of the temple, made portable so they could easily carry it with them, right? We believe all that God has revealed to us. And this mm -hmm. is who he is. So we have to carry him with us. Right, we ought to carry. He is our altar. As we put in that secret place, as we surrender altar, we carry His presence with us, and nothing can break that or take that away. We just carry it. It is in us. We take it wherever we go. And I just got that simple word. I don't know if one has something to add to that. Well, I mean, you, you mentioned tabernacle. You know, we we are the holy temple. You yeah. know, um, we. We're here to walk, you know, to carry his his glory. As Apostle said uh, earlier, you know, we are his glory carriers. Yeah. You know, one of the key things that 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 I know necessarily is, you know, how to abide in Christ. You know, uh, John 15, 2 talks about, you know, him being the true vine. That's right. And it's important that we know that that he's our he's our true vine necessarily to allow him, you know, to to um to bring out, you know, new things in our life that bear fruit that is pleasing to the Father. Come you on. know, the Bible talks about in John 15 that, you know, it's pleasing to the Father when we bear fruit. And when we're lacking the fruits, you know, necessarily there's something going on that we need to discover. Come on. And, and you know, you read scripture necessarily as in Jeremiah 17, 9, when it says the heart is deceitful and desperately wicked above all things. A lot of times, we carry things that are harbored in our hearts mm -hmm. and we need to identify those, those things and get rid of them. We need to uproot them out yeah. and, and, and allow, you know, Jesus being the true vine to, to bring out the fruit, you know, within us, you know, Jeremiah 17, 10 follows nine. And, and it says, you know, I, the Lord search thy heart and I will reward those according to the fruits of their doing. Yeah, so that's the things that I've learned in intimacy with the Lord you know, is, is, is learning to abide in him so he can abide in us. It's, it's learning to, to, to allow our entire fiber being to be surrendered unto him. Not, not just spirit, but spirit, soul, and flesh, Come on. our entire fiber being, yes. you know, um, it's, it's, it's beautiful that, you know, we have that opportunity to allow him to come in and, 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 and just, you know, take over, yeah. not necessarily, you know, our walk in Christ, but take over the things that we're thinking. You know, Romans 12, 2 talks about being renewed in the mind, mm -hmm. you know, the spirit of Christ. You know, it is 
it is through that living word and him being the bread of our life um, that manifests that here on our walk. And so um, abiding in Christ is, is definitely something that, that we need to be all doing if we want to see his glory in, in, in our lives here. That's right. Amen. So, Apostle, you say, what are we expecting? We are expecting the glory. Come on. That's it. We are expecting the glory. We are expecting the fire yeah. as people come in mm. and, and walk into, you know, his his place as they surrender all to him. They're going to be in a different place by the time they walk out of the house. Yeah. They're going to be changed. They're going to be transformed because something's going to take mm. place where they are actually leaving everything in the altar and leaving it to God. And that's where revival starts. Revival starts with us, each one of us. It starts in us, right? And until we surrender ourselves to God, we, we won't be able to see revival. But if you surrender, and this is the expectation that we are expecting and we are calling it as it is, we will see the fire of God this weekend. We will see miracles, signs, and wonder. We will see the move that will begin and it will be, will be contagious. I mean, I, I believe that we will see so much this weekend that God yes. will be able to show us yes. what we have been praying for, what we have been desiring for. And I just can't wait. I'm excited. I'm excited and I, I can't wait. I, I'm, I feel like running. I feel the Holy Spirit. Literally, I do. Wow. I know that they're in, in anticipation there. The fire of God is already stirring in St. Augustine, Florida. It's going to be a mighty move of God yeah. again, raising the altar. Uh, uh, St. Augustine, Florida, it's going to be amazing with our host, uh, co-host pastors, Pastor Juan and Michelle. They're going to do a, an amazing job. The, the mm-hmm. Freedom South uh, worship team will be there. Uh, Pastor Michael is coming with us, so he'll be jumping up there a little bit and helping us to worship the Lord, and it's going to be revival. Pastor Apostle Phil will be meeting us out there for just a, a time of the word and teaching instruction it's going to be amazing you said something surrender abiding in the lord and i'll remind those watching we only get to keep what we lay on the altar we only get to keep whatever we withhold we lose this is the promise that if we seek to save our life we lose it but if we lose it for his sake we discover it and the beauty of what we love and who we love and everything that's important, when we lay that on the altar, that person, that relationship, that family, when we abide on that altar, God gives it back. God's not a taker, he's a giver. And God only asks for what he wants to multiply. And so whatever we lay at the altar of Jesus, we get it back a thousandfold. Whatever we refuse to lay on that altar, we lose ourselves. Imagine if Abraham said, no, Lord, you can't have Isaac. Imagine if he said, I waited 99 years, Uh uh-uh, you you go somewhere else. No, 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 no. God didn't want to give him a son. He had a family, a nation waiting for him. And this is the beauty of our God. Anytime God says, come and lay something on an altar, time, energy, finance, gifts, service, worship, clear your schedule, get to St. Augustine, Florida, be there, worship with all your heart. God's trying to get something to you. You only keep what you lay on the altar. And what was the ultimate altar? The cross of Calvary. There was an altar arisen called Golgotha. And on that place of the skull, the place of the mind, there was a cross erected and a lamb was laid on the altar and a sacrifice was made that changed the world around us. This is the God we serve. He works in miracles and signs. So I'm so grateful, pastors, that you took time to be with us. Uh, We're going to pray in just a minute, pray out, and we're going to believe that there's a move of God coming. Uh, There's a few of the the brethren on. I wanted to greet Pastor Matt and Pastor George, some of our spiritual sons from... uh, 
uh, Indio, our spirit-filled church of the family, but I also see our good friends and covenant family, Apostles Kim and Dara Gaskin. So good to see you. I believe I saw the World Harvest Outreach, our good family as well, Pastor Eddie and Yadira, Yadi, they're also on. The Lord bless you, Apostle Kim and Dara. They're in London now. They're getting it ready. They've been in the mission field for a few months, and we can't wait to see them next week. It's going to be an amazing time, but the Lord bless you all. Thank you for being with us, pastors. We're going to pray out. Uh, I'm going to give you just a minute or so. You want to start the prayer, and then I'll conclude, but let's go before the Lord and lift up a word of prayer, then I'll conclude that prayer, and we'll be dismissing for today. Go ahead and pray, pastors. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father, for a time of consecration to you, Father, a time where we are preparing, my God, we are preparing um, just to have covenant with you, Father, just to be at your feet, Father, just preparing, my God, believing, my God, what we will see with our eyes, not only in the spiritual realm, but in the supernatural, my God, we will see your glory. We are determined, my God, to see a respond, my God. We are believing, my God, for a move of the Holy Presence, my God, of your Holy Spirit, my God, upon the city, my God, upon Florida, upon the nation, upon, upon America, my God. And we just stand in your word. Your word said, my God, that we walk by faith and not by sight, my God. And if you say, my God, we are believing a God. We believe in your word, my God. We believe in what we will see, my God. And we will see a revival, my God, with our own eyes. We will see a move of God, my God. We will see miracles, signs, and wonders, my God. We will see, my God, your glory manifest, my God, here, my God, in this nation, Father, in Jesus' name, God. Thank you. Hallelujah. Lord, we honor you. We bless your holy name. We thank you for this divine opportunity that, yes. that you have established, Lord, for this weekend. Father, we just pray in advance for thank those you, who are prepared to come, Lord, to receive, Lord, before they even get Your there, Father. Lord Jesus. Yes. Lord, that you give them visions, Lord, that you give them a word, a word of knowledge, Lord, that they've been waiting to hear, Lord thank Jesus. You, and as they come through those doors, Lord, that they will have a mighty encounter, yes, Lord, Lord, with you, the living God, Lord. We thank you. We thank you for this divine opportunity, Lord. We just pray for those in advance that are coming, Lord. Protection over them, Lord. Safe traveling mercies, Lord Jesus. We pray, Father, for the city of St. Augustine, Lord, as, a, as Apostle Leon and Apostle yes. Phil come to bring your mighty word, Lord. Let your word be received well, Father, from every believer that is there receiving, Lord. And let not one word, Father, that comes from you, Lord, be dropped to the ground, yes, but Lord, God. let it be received well, Lord, that they bear fruit, Father, from it. In Jesus' mighty name, thank we you, thank God. you, Lord. We thank you that your word reminds us in John 6, 6, 3, that your word is spirit and life, Lord. So, Father, we thank you that your word is spirit and life, thank Lord you, Jesus. Jesus. We honor you, Lord, and we thank you, Lord Jesus, that you, my Lord, you have not only love, grace, and mercy upon each and one of us, but Lord, you have the designed and created each and one of us lord for a particular appointed time such as this lord jesus that we will be glory carriers yes. lord of your kingdom lord jesus that we will walk out of this conference lord filled with the holy ghost and increased levels of your yes, anointing god. and fire lord jesus burning lord you, to have new desires not only yes, to know god. in you lord lord jesus but to walk out there, Lord, and be the salt yes. and light, Lord Jesus, as Matthew 5, verses 13 and 14 says, Lord, a city on a hill, Lord Jesus, salt and light, Lord Jesus, carrying your love throughout this 
uh, a nation, Lord Jesus, yes. and the nations, Father, out uh, across this global country, Lord yes, Jesus. Father. We thank you, Lord Jesus, that your plan and your purpose will be done in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Lord, I just agree with every prayer. And as we make a tie now, the Bible says a, a threefold cord is not easily broken. And Lord, we stand up in the gap for every listener today, every yes. man and woman under the sound of our voice. We send the angels of the Lord through the airways wow. that as Pastor M Michelle and Pastor Juan and myself, we bind ourselves in the Holy Ghost yes. to the Spirit of God. And we send angels to work on behalf of men and yes. women all over the globe. Yes. We ask you for miracles and signs and wonders, even as we, we take a moment to go forth, let the wind of God's power manifest even now to those under the sound of our voice. Let chains be broken, let bodies be healed, let minds be set free, let, let souls be saved by the power of the blood of Jesus. I come into agreement concerning every word spoken, every, every anointed promise that these men and women are believing you for, for uh, Florida, for Southern California. California, for uh, South Africa, for London, for Lancaster, for Atlanta, for the nations represented here today, for your people. I lift up, Lord, every prayer, every prophecy, every word, and I declare heaven and earth will pass away before your word ever fails. So I pray, Lord, let recovery begin. Let everything stolen be restored seven times and more. Let time and resource and energy, let tears that were sown, let them be reaped in joy. Send them a harvest of joy unspeakable and full of glory. Minister to your people yes, the Lord. grace of your power. I call now strength to my brother. I'll call now virtue to my sister that they will make it to the end they will see the hand of the lord in the land of the living i hear the psalmist say i would have fainted if i had not believed to see the goodness of god in the land of the living lord let your people see your goodness on this side of heaven let them experience miracles on this side of glory god extend your hand and let goodness and mercy overshadow those under the sound of our voice and let the grace of god reveal power and miracles we pray this now according to your word in jesus mighty name and the people of God say amen and amen, amen and amen. 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 We can feel the presence of the Lord. Uh, what a beautiful atmosphere. We can sense that the God of heaven is working supernaturally and that he's moving on our behalf. And uh, we're grateful for that. Again, it looks like uh, the screen may be frozen there in, I think we're frozen in time, the glory hit and the miracles of God. So again, thank you, Pastors Juan and Michelle uh, for being with us. They were just frozen in that glory moment. And I believe something happened. I could feel it as I was praying something. There it is. I think they're, they, it, it activated again. There's, there yeah. they are. All right. Yeah. So they're waving. They're letting, we love you, pastors. We can't wait to see you. It's going to be an amazing weekend. I'm encouraging all of you watching, uh, invite your friends, invite your enemies. You need them to get delivered. We believe change is going to happen at the altar. It's going to be a tremendous move of God. They're going to put that flyer up one more time, and we will be raising the altar this Friday, May 19th, 
uh, Saturday morning, that's Friday at 7 p.m. We'll make sure to put those times up for everybody. Saturday wow. morning at 10 a.m. and mm -hmm. Saturday evening at 6 p.m. We'll be right back there Sunday evening at 3 p.m. It's going to be a mighty move of God. The Lord is going to move and the grace of God is going to hit in that city of St. Augustine, Florida. So meet us there. There's a link they're going to put up. You can register completely free. Space is limited. So make sure you've got your name down so you can get in the building. We don't want you to end up in the overflow. So please be sure to get there. It's going to be amazing. Uh, God bless you, Pastor. So, so good. Thank you for being with us. We can't wait to see you as soon as tomorrow. We love you both. It's going to be an amazing time. Amen. Thank you for listening to Freedom Global Prophetic Podcast with Apostle Nathaniel Leon. Stay up to date with our latest episodes by subscribing on your favorite podcast app, YouTube, or by liking us on Facebook at This Rock International. Thank you for listening and have a blessed day.